Shmuel's story continued. We will describe the miserable state of affairs in the Mishkan of Shiloh at this time. Eli the Kohen Gadol, a holy man, but his sons were not the most well-behaved characters and they would harass many of the people who came to the Mishkan. He tried to dissuade them from this approach, but to no avail. And at the end we learn about the curse that's placed on Eli's family for all generations. So Elkanah went to Ramah to his house. In other words, he went back home. Uh, together with his wife Hannah. Shmuel was serving the Lord before Eli the priest. He was a young child. There wasn't much he could do. But whatever tasks he was able to do, he did. The sons of Eli were wicked men. They didn't know Hashem. They had no wish to know him. They loved the power. This was the practice of the Kohanim, Eli's sons with the people. When any man would present a peace offering, which was divided into three parts, some of it was for the altar, some for the Kohanim, and the rest for the owners, the lad of the priest would come while the flesh was cooking with a three-pronged fork in his hand. He would thrust it into the pan, um, whatever the fork would bring up, the Kohen would take without discriminating portions. This is contradictory to Torah's law, where specific portions go to the Kohen and the rest stays with the family. So they would do to anybody who came to Shiloh. Furthermore, even before the fat was burned on the altar, the Kohen's lad would come and say to the man presenting the offering, Give flesh to roast for the Kohen, as he will not have cooked flesh from you, but rather raw. A peace offering was first slaughtered, and then it was cut into portions, and its fat was burned on the altar, only after which the rest was permitted for consumptions. They didn't have patience to wait. In other words, they'll only get raw meat from you, so give it to us now so that we can start cooking it. Then the person would say to him, let them burn the fat today and take for you as your soul desires. But the Kohen would say, no, you shall give it to me now, and if not, I will take it by force. The sins of, the, of these Kohanim, Eli's sons and their assistants, was great before Hashem as the men scorned the gift offerings of Hashem. They would not even eat the meat of the offerings as a proper meal, but in the manner of a group of bandits, a bunch of rascals. In the meantime, Shmuel was serving before the Lord in the Mishkan, a lad, and he was girded with a linen ephod, a kind of apron that covered the lower part of his body. His mother would make him a small robe, and she would take it a robe of its kind to him from year to year when she ascended with her son to Shiloh to present the yearly offerings in the house of Hashem. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife when they came to the Mishkan and say, May Hashem grant you offspring from this woman in place of the gift that he, Elkanah, granted Hashem. In other words, you gave your son to the Lord and therefore you're unable to raise him yourself. May Hashem bless you with more children. For indeed, Hashem remembered Hannah and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. And Shmuel grew up with the Lord. 
Now, Eli was very old and he heard everything that his sons were doing to all of Israel. He wasn't present so often in the Mishkan and could not witness everything that was going on, but he heard rumors. Also, he heard that they would lie with the woman who would assemble at the entrance of the tent of meeting. What does that mean? Women would come to the Mishkan for various reasons. Some wished to complete the purification process from the ritual impurity they got when they had a baby or when they had a ritual impurity of a zava, which means you have to bring certain sacrifices. Others would simply visit the Mishkan. Some explained that these women were not ordinary women, but very ascetic women, very holy women who were just trying to devote themselves to Hashem. Anyway, the Kohanim would treat these women in a very immoral manner. The literal translations, they literally slept with them, but the sages kind of soften it, and they say that they kind of treated them in a way that the women would be disrespected. But the literal translations, they actually engaged in uh, intercourse with these women. Anyway, an atmosphere of general corruption and moral perversion existed in the Mishkan. It was not a pretty time. It was a pretty hectic space. Now, Ailey turns to his children and he says to them, why do you act in this manner? As I hear your evil actions from these people, do not my sons act in this manner as the report that I hear from the people is not good. People are not saying very good things about you. If a man sins against a man, the judge will try and convict him. But if a man sins against Hashem, who will try him? In other words, you guys have to work, out, work this out with God. But his sons remained stubborn and they would not heed the voice of their father because Hashem wished to put them to death. In other words, it was decreed that they would have to die for their sins. Perhaps the death would atone to their sins. But they were no longer wanted in this world. In contrast to them, Shmuel was steadily growing and improving towards Hashem and towards people. A prophet came to Eli and said to him, So said the Lord, Did I not appear to your father's house when they were in Egypt under the house of Pharaoh? And I, did I choose the house of your forefather Aaron from all the tribes of Israel to be Kohanim to me, to ascend the altar, to burn incense, to bear an ephod for me? And I gave to your father's house, that means all the Kohanim, all the fire offerings of the children of Israel. Why do you kick at my feet? At my feast, offerings, and my gift offerings, which I commanded you to be performed in the Mishkan. And you honor your sons more than you honor me to fatten yourselves from all the firsts of all the gift offerings of the Jewish people. For, so says Hashem, I, have, I had said in the past that your house and your patriarchal homes would walk before me forever. In other words, this family. But now, the utterance of Hashem, it is inconceivable to me to let you serve as Kohanim for all time. For those who honor me, I will honor. For those who scorn me, they shall be lowly. Behold, days are coming. In a near or distant future, and I will cut off your arm, your strength, and the arm of your patrilineal house, your family that rules with a firm grip. From there being an old person in your house. In other words, you will no longer be this dignified. You will look upon a rival, an alternative Cohen family, 
which will serve in the Mishkan. And there will not be an old person in your house all the days. They were cursed. So much so that in the times of the Talmud, some of the sages who claimed to be grandchildren, or obviously many, many generations later, for Eli's family, they lived short lives. But I will not eliminate for you any man from my altar. Your descendants will continue to serve on the, on the altar as Kohanim, but they will be forced to watch as the important roles are given to others. This will serve to cause your eyes to yearn and your heart to become desolate and saddened. And furthermore, the majority of your house will die as men without growing old. In other words, they'll die at their prime. This will be a sign that this prophecy is true. That which will come upon your two sons, Chafni and Pinchas, they will die on one day. I will establish for me a faithful Kohen who will act in accordance with that which was in my heart and soul. He will follow my wishes and I will build a faithful house for him and he will walk before my anointed. In other words, the king who will I, I will appoint all the days forever. It will be that all who remain of your house will come to bow before him, the high priest serving at that time. And they will try to kind of um, find favor and they'll bring money etc and he will be very dismissive of them won't need them in his life thus ends the sad story of Ailey